0: author and medium suzanne Giesman will be live and in person at unity village october 7th through the 10th 2021 with her retreat holy you too lucid living here and now spend four love-filled days with suzanne and a community of kindred spirits focused on your wholeness and holiness this is practical training with tools for your spiritual evolution go to unityvillage.org forward slash retreats for more details and registration
1: with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley.
3: Hey, hey, hey. Good morning from the pouring rain of Kauai. Born outside. And the sun's yet to rise. Hmm. It's on its way. And I am so happy to join with you today. Yes, we are talking this week about injustice and fairness. Yes, unfairness and fairness. (laughs) And... As always, we're going to begin with a prayer. I invite you to place your hand on your heart and join with me now. As we are grateful and thankful to join within our heart. So grateful and so thankful to recognize the perfect love of God is all that we are. So grateful and so thankful to open ourselves to an unlimited, unprecedented flow of divine insight, wisdom, and guidance. We partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self to remember and recognize our true identity is the mighty I am that I am. And we are one with the mighty I am presence of every being everywhere. Unity of all life. And we are grateful to recognize this in this moment, in this holy instance. Truly, we're calling for the end of injustice and unfairness in our heart and mind. Yes, our prayer is to give up seeking to change the world, and instead we're willing to change our mind about the world and be that change that we'd like to see. It's happening now. We're grateful and thankful to allow it to be. We let it be, and so it is. Amen, amen, amen. Yes. So I'm going to jump right in here. We're looking at chapter 26. I love how the Holy Spirit guides us and or me in picking these topics. I really feel like there's just such clarity that comes forth. So. The End of Injustice, which is Section 10 in Chapter 26. And I love this. In Paragraph 4, it says, this is my page 563, Beware of the temptation to perceive yourself as unfairly treated. In this view, you seek to find an innocence that is not theirs, but yours alone and at the cost of someone else's guilt so last week we were talking about healing family guilt and eradicating that pattern that habit of guilting others or feeling guilty from our families as we were going into the thanksgiving holiday so here the holy spirit's guiding us in in, in a similar line So beware of the temptation to perceive yourself unfairly treated. Doesn't this happen all the time? Oh my gosh, is this pattern not one of the thickest patterns that we ever deal with in our whole life? The temptation to perceive yourself unfairly treated? I mean, I I think of little kids saying, Hey, how come his piece is bigger than mine? Whoa, wait a minute. He had three cookies and I only had two. Whoa. That that sense of being unfairly treated. And we see this in restaurants and stores, in relationships, where there's this thought that there's unfair treatment. And it says here, how clear is this? In this view of thinking yourself unfairly treated, you seek to find an innocence in yourself that is not in others. And it's yours alone. You're the innocent one. And what is the cost of that? Someone else's guilt. So if you're actively thinking you've been unfairly treated by anyone and it's so tempting. Oh, the bank did this or the bank did that or the bank didn't do this or do that and to feel unfairly treated. It's crazy sometimes the stuff that happens. What? How could this happen? This isn't fair. This isn't just. Terrorism in the world. It's not fair. It's not just. It's totally unfair. Mm, how do we know? How do we know? This is the thing that is so tricky, that temptation to think yourself unfairly treated. That's why I so appreciate and use every single day. Lesson 25 in the workbook, I do not know what anything is for. I don't know what anything is for. Until I can see beyond time and space, I don't know what anything is for. And in lesson 25, I do not know what anything is for. It says purpose is meaning. Purpose is meaning. Mm -hmm. Today's idea explains why nothing you see means anything. You do not know what it is for. Therefore, it is meaningless to you. Everything is for your own best interests. What? How can terrorism be for my own best interest? How could somebody stealing my car be in my own best interest? What? How could my mom's long, slow, painful death from cancer be in my own best interest? What? Everything is for your own best interests. That is what it is for. That is its purpose. That is what it means. That's what it means. It is in recognizing this, this truth, that your goals become unified. It is in recognizing this, that what you see is given meaning. So we must recognize that. That everything works together for our good. Everything, everything, everything. And since we don't know what anything is for, except it's for our good. It's for our learning. It's for the healing of our mind. We can accept that and we can see, ah, the end of injustice has arrived in my mind. So beware of the temptation to perceive yourself unfairly treated. Because if you perceive yourself unfairly treated then you know what's happening is you think you know what something is for. And if you think you know what something is for, just the the way I I say it all the time is, the only way I could think I know what anything is for, beyond it's for my good and my learning, if I think I'm unfairly treated, then I'm saying, look, God has left the building and put me in charge of making the meaning of things. So now I'm going to decide what the meaning is of everything. And from my vantage point, from my perspective, looking through the lens of my history and my point of view, this is the meaning that I ascribe to it. And you can see how on a non-conscious level that might make you feel frightened. Because On a conscious level, we know. We don't know what things are for. And we change our mind all the time. Oh, my gosh, we change our mind all the time, right? I I tell the story sometimes of I had a date with uh, a man that I really liked and that I'd known for a while, and he totally stood me up on a Friday night. No call, no nothing, just totally stood me up. And in my mind, I went into attack mode. And I started thinking I knew what it was for. I knew he had stood me up because he didn't really value me. He didn't really care. And he didn't even bother to call. And what kind of a loser was he? What kind of a loser was I that someone would do this to me? Uh, All that crazy meaning of it. I thought I knew what it was for. The next day I get a call from him, I'm so sorry I was in the hospital and I had no way to call you because my battery ran out on my phone. I only had enough juice to call and make arrangements for my son and my this and that. What? And I saw, oh boy, look how quick my mind goes to attack thoughts. Beware of the temptation to perceive yourself unfairly treated. In this view, you seek to find an innocence that is not theirs, but yours alone, and at the cost of someone else's guilt. Can innocence be purchased by the giving of your guilt to someone else? And is it innocence that your attack on him attempts to get? Hmm... Is it not retribution for your own attack upon the Son of God you seek? Is it not safer to believe that you are innocent of this and victimized despite your innocence? Whatever way the game of guilt is played, there must be loss. Someone must lose his innocence that someone else can take it from him making it his own. Let's get out of the guilt and the shame and the blame game. Paragraph 5. You think your brother is unfair to you because you think that one must be unfair to make the other innocent. And in this game, do you perceive one purpose for your whole relationship? And what is that purpose for your whole relationship? Suffering, guilt, blame, shame, And this you seek to add unto the purpose given it. The Holy Spirit's purpose is to let the presence of your holy guests be known to you. And to this purpose, nothing can be added, for the world is purposeless except for this. Let the presence of your holy guests be known to you. So everyone in our life, Even all the people who seem to be treating us unfairly have come to bless us. Because everything works together for our good. This is the holy purpose of everything in our experience. So when we start thinking, well, this is not for my good, I don't like this, I don't want this, what are we doing? What are we doing? So this this is challenging, right? This is very challenging to us core students. Because we, we have to apply this to everything and look at it. However, if we're willing to look at it with the Holy Spirit, then we'll understand what things are for. You see, in trying to look at it without the Holy Spirit. And I, the Holy Spirit is your higher wisdom. It is your higher self. It is the mighty I am presence. It is that one mind, perfect awareness. Let's not go it alone. That's why I say partner up, partner up, partner up. Hmm. The end of injustice is when we are willing to say, I do not know what anything is for. I cannot be treated unfairly. At the same time, okay, like attracts like. It does. Because that's actually just another way of saying the law of projection. So the law of attraction is the law of projection you're going to see based on the eyes that you're looking with. So our goal here is to see with the Holy Spirit and to purify our sight and to recognize that perception and projection go together. That Until we can see beyond all directions of time and space, we're going to keep seeing the meaning that we have made of things. We're going to keep re-experiencing our beliefs. So like attracts like in terms of our thoughts. Our thoughts are attracted into our awareness based on our beliefs. And then we experience our beliefs again and again, and it can seem sometimes like we're caught on a hamster wheel and we're being tortured, but that's not true. That's not what's happening. What's actually happening is we're regurgitating these beliefs over and over again, and we just Keep attracting in the experience of repetition. It's not because there's something wrong with us or we deserve to be punished, it's that there is a belief to be healed. And everything works together for our good. So if when we're having a distressing experience, we can stop in that moment, moment call upon the Holy Spirit, move into love and gratitude is the most basic Spiritual practice, I'm willing to choose the most loving choice. I'm grateful I can partner up with the Holy Spirit. I'm grateful I can choose and see and discover the most loving choice and get off this hamster wheel. So... When there's distress, when there's fear, when there's worry, when there's doubt, when there's upset, the opportunity to heal the pattern is at hand. So when there is a temptation to say, I am being unfairly treated, stop yourself before you start thinking that you know what's really going on. Partner up with the Holy Spirit. And make the most loving choice that you can see. And sometimes the most loving choice is to step back and wait. Sometimes we have to wait. Now, obviously, if you feel that someone is abusing you in that moment, there's no need to stand for that. Someone is physically, emotionally, or mentally abusing you in some way. There's no need to stand for that. And there is some reason that this is for your good, which does not mean that you stand for it, that you accept it. It's about working at the level of the mind and not judging it. So there's a difference between accepting it and judging it. And that's a really critical difference. There's a difference between accepting it and judging it. So, for instance, someone steals from me. I can accept, okay, this is what's happened. This person has stolen from me. And I can go through uh, regular channels to say, hey, I'd like my stuff back. I'd like my money back. I'd like whatever it is back. And But I don't have to judge them. And I don't have to say... This isn't fair, and that they are bad, and they are wrong. Because everything works together for my good. Everything has a holy purpose in my life. Let me not think I know what anything is for. So there, you see the difference. In terms of, you can still take action. You don't have to just say, oh, go ahead, abuse me. Of course not. No, no. No. Absolutely not. That would not be the most loving choice in any situation or circumstance. But we can take action and make decisions that are loving and without judgment. And this is a practice. Because who has been taught this? Who has been taught this? I do not know. Not many people have been taught this. Ah. You can hear the music. It's time for me to take a break. And as we do, I'm going to tell you, I've got a free class coming up this week. It's called Living Without Fear, Cracking the Code on Spiritual Success. Living Without Fear, Cracking the Code of Spiritual Success. We're going to talk about uh, also my year-long Masterful Living class, which starts January 1st. So if you're interested in being in class with me, come check out my free class, Living Without Fear. Register at jenniferhadley.com. Class is on Thursday and I will be taking questions. Right now you're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio where we're living the love, we're walking the talk, and we'll be right back.
4: Wouldn't you like to share the programs that inspire you most with audiences around the world? That's easier than ever with mobile giving. Just text Unity Radio to 72727 and help us continue
2: offering spiritual programs that change lives. Do you ask with childlike wonder, What is the nature of God? Who is Jesus? What is the Christ? How do we know what we know? When you ask these or other heart-centered questions about the non-physical, intangible aspects of life, you are, on some level, a student of metaphysics. New from Unity House and nearly five years in the making, Heart-Centered Metaphysics, a deeper look at Unity teachings is now available. This is Paul Hasselbeck, author of this quintessential study guide. Enjoy a deeper exploration of universal spiritual principles and truths, whether you're just starting or have been seeking for years. Each thought-provoking chapter of Heart Center Metaphysics speaks to truth seekers like you, providing essential tools to help elevate your consciousness and create spiritual transformations in your outer life and circumstances. Order your copy today from the Unity Online Store at www.unity.org. Then click on Shop.
1: For tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk.
3: Welcome back. I'm Jennifer Hadley. We're talking about unfairness and Injustice, the end of injustice, we're looking at chapter 26 in the text, section 10, my pages 562 and 563, so valuable. Beware of the temptation to perceive yourself unfairly treated. And i got to tell you, I think this comes up every day. So just working with this one practice of being aware of, and beware, and aware, (laughs) of the temptation to perceive yourself as unfairly treated is such a powerful spiritual practice that you could literally change your life with this one practice. And, One of the things that I have certainly realized that A Course in Miracles has helped me to see very clearly is that in this human experience that we're having, it's like walking through a maze, a labyrinth of beliefs, habits, patterns playing out over and over and over again. We can choose to repeat them. And then get that hamster wheel experience. Or we can get off the hamster wheel by being aware and saying, ah, I see the pattern. It's coming up for repeating. And when it comes up for repeating, oftentimes it can feel painful and upsetting. And the upset is never for what we think, right? So that's one of the early lessons of A Course of Miracles. I'm never upset for the reason I think. I think I'm upset because of the injustice. I think I'm upset because of the unfairness. I think I'm upset because they shoulda, woulda, coulda, what they did to me. I think that's why I'm upset, because of the situations and the circumstances. But if I were looking at it correctly, I would know that everything is for my own best interests. Everything. You know, Course in Miracles says this over and over again. So, Lesson 25, right there in Paragraph 1. I don't know what anything is for. Therefore, it's meaningless to me. Everything is for your own best interests. And then you've got, in of course, Paragraph 18 of Lesson 135, Everything is gently planned by one whose only purpose is our good. And then in the manual for teachers, chapter 4, the section, Development of Trust, where it says, just go to that, uh, where it says, it takes great learning to understand that all things, events, encounters, and circumstances are helpful. It takes great learning to understand this. And it, it takes great learning to be willing to understand this. That's the truth of it. So life is this maze or this labyrinth of crazy thinking coming up again and again and again. And when it comes up, when there's the disturbance, when there's the upset, we can notice, ah, oh, right then, if we validate the upset... We're literally investing in lack and limitation, lack and attack. We're investing in our suffering. I know I say this all the time. But being willing to not go down the road of being irritated, frustrated, upset, of choosing disharmony in any way whatsoever, being vigilant for peace, the peace of God, is our best spiritual practice because we're never upset for the reason we think. We're always upset because of the meaning we make of it, right? This is all the early lessons of the workbook, and it's just a matter of practicing it. I can tell you honestly, I've met or had... um, connections with, in many different ways, people who have studied A Course Miracles for decades who still do not understand this. And the only reason they don't understand it, it's not because they're spiritually stupid. Of course not. Uh, though I certainly have felt that way, like, why can't I get this? Why can't I get this? It's just there's an, a, a value to feeling like the victim. There's a value to saying, oh, they did it to me. Oh, this is unfair. This is unjust. This, is, this should be different. But it's such hubris and arrogance to think that we would know that it should be different. And this is, emphasizes the separation thinking more than we can ever imagine so we walk this labyrinth of opportunities to let go of the confusion to let go if you think of um actually a maze is a better way of thinking of it uh you know uh, maybe than a labyrinth though the labyrinth takes you home just keep walking it. But in a maze, right, we have dead ends and we have, um, we can go way down and then who moved my cheese, right? <laughs> and we go down these maze formations in our mind where we're saying, well, if this, then that. And we make these equations in our mind where we think, well, if, if this is true, then that is true. Deductive reasoning, right? All to prove our point. All to say, wait a minute, I've been unfairly treated. I can't even begin to tell you the number of hours, days, weeks, months, and years of my life I have labored in my mind, going over and over things, affirming that I was unfairly treated. Those are the years that the locusts have eaten. And the great news is, is that when you really become disinterested in that thinking that keeps you in the maze, coming up against those dead ends, feeling like a rat-trapped, in a science experiment that's from the twilight zone, when, when you really get tired of that and you say, okay, there has to be a better way, Holy Spirit, show it to me. I'm willing to give up the meaning I've made of things. I'm willing to go back to the beginning of those early lessons and say, okay, I don't know what anything is for except it's for my good. It's been gently planned by one whose only purpose is my good. And the only purpose there is to every single experience I've ever had in my life is my good. It's all for my awakening. It's all for me to choose love. It's all for me to choose again. And holy moly, Holy Spirit, I have the opportunity to choose again in each and every moment. You know how the Holy Spirit is always teaching, teaching, teaching in every second. So, in in my dream time last night, I had these dreams of memories of childhood that were uh, unpleasant, and I where I got into a. Um, difficulty with my younger brother and then with a neighbor boy. And in both of them, I felt misunderstood and attacked. And when I woke up from that dream, it's, I hardly ever have a, a, a difficult or painful dream anymore. And this wasn't deeply painful, but there was this um, distress of people attacking me and feeling like I needed to defend myself in my dream. And when I woke up, my gratitude was so great because in my mind I saw, okay, maybe these things from my childhood are still playing in my mind, and now I can see the innocence in my literal brother and my neighbor brother, (laughs) and see their perfection. I can see their innocence and have compassion for them. Whereas at the time when I was a child and those things were going on, I just felt attacked. I felt misunderstood. I felt unfairly treated. I felt the injustice of it. So you see, I had this experience right before doing this radio show, and I I just love the way the Holy Spirit works because I was so grateful when I realized, when I woke up and I said, yes, even though this is a dream about something that happened to me, it's still a dream within a dream. And I knew that. And I knew that no matter what had happened in the past, I did not wish to hold it against anyone. I did not wish to have anything but compassion. And I was so, so grateful that how I feel in my heart is how I feel. Because I remember feeling confused and feeling that it was unfair. The dream helped me to remember that. And so I can have more forgiveness. Forgiveness is the release of the meaning that we made of things. That's what true forgiveness is. And it's the willingness to see that when we are tired of walking this maze and we put the Holy Spirit in charge, we can go right directly home. And we'll realize that, oh my gosh, we've been there all along. Just like Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz, we'll realize, oh my God, I had it all along. Just like the lion had courage. He just hadn't used it yet. Like the scarecrow had a brain, but he just hadn't used it yet. We have love and compassion And wisdom, intelligence, we're just not in the habit of using it. We're in the habit of taking offense. We're in the habit of defending ourselves and thinking we're attacked. We're in the habit of feeling unfairly treated or that blaming others and saying these people are bad and these people are good. But we don't know until we can see through all directions of time and space. So we have to place our faith in the Holy Spirit. It's the only way out of the maze. It's the only way out of repeating the upset. So whenever there's a feeling of upset, that's how we know that we've chosen wrongly. Just the slightest little bit of irritation or frustration a sip of my tea here. It brings us home into our heart. Such simple practices in a Course of Miracles. I don't know what anything is for. I'm never upset for the reason I think. I've given everything the, <clears throat> the meaning that it has for me over and over again, every day. Do you see this wonderful spiritual practice of simply looking for, thinking I've been unfairly treated? Oh, they got mad at me. I was just trying to help them. This is so unfair. Oh, they got mad at me for anything. This is so unfair. Or they... they <laughs> They didn't do this or they didn't do that. It's so unfair. And the ways that we move to tell people how we feel and our real impetus is to make them feel guilty and ashamed for treating us badly. Let's remove those beliefs, those patterns from our life. Because when we're willing to shift it in our mind, we will stop re-experiencing it. Yes, we will. Oh my goodness, yes. And that's why I'm doing this class this week, Living Without Fear, Cracking the Code of Spiritual Success. Because I used to live in so much fear every day, and I didn't even really identify it as fear. I, For me, it was feeling uh, thoughts of Thinking thoughts of revenge and feeling this unfairness and this injustice, I didn't even realize that all of that, trying to guilt other people or manipulate or control them into doing what I wanted or not doing what I didn't want, all of that was fear-based behavior and I didn't even realize it. There are so many ways that we act out of fear. And the fear really is produced by thinking that we know what things are for. If we're willing to surrender the meaning that we've made of things, we can see that everything does work together for our good. And boy, it eliminates a lot of dead ends in the maze. It really does. And the years that the locusts have eaten are given back. Because when we recognize the truths. Those years that the locusts have eaten are given back. And there is a spiritual rebirth that happens. And there's this deep, deep gratitude that opens in our heart, that in our mind, that our whole journey has been for a holy purpose. And we can receive it, that we are not the bad, wrong, guilty, shameful people that we think we are. We are, in fact, innocent. Yes, we are. We are the Holy Son of God, the Christ Child, each and every one of us. Yes. Well, I'm Jennifer Hadley, and if you're interested in my Free Living Without Fear class, just go right to JenniferHadley.com and register, and I'll send you the details so you can join me and bring your questions. We're cracking the code of spiritual success, and... Right now, we're talking about A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio, where we're walking the talk, we're living the love, and we'll be right back.
2: Have you ever considered that everything you think, say, and do is a prayer to the universe? What would your life be like if you activated the power of Yes. Join Reverend Beverly Molander and her exciting guests on Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes, to find out how they activated the power of yes in their lives, their communities, or even the world. If they can do it, you can too. Listen to Beverly Molander and her guests live every Monday at noon central, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
1: Are you ready to live in joy? Is there an area of your life where you could use a miracle? Have you been praying for help and guidance? Come join Lisa and Bill and their guests for an hour filled with practical tips on experiencing miracles, greater abundance. Focus, deliberate living, and the peace of God that passeth all understanding. Experience more joy in life. Listen to Living in Joy, Reflections on A Course in Miracles, with Lisa Natoli and Bill Free, every Friday at 2 p.m. Central, here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
3: Hey hey, I'm back and we're talking about the end of injustice. Oh, yes, I'm just remembering how gr- grateful I was feeling when I woke up from that dream, so grateful when I can discover these oh these memories, these resentments, regrets hurts, upsets, whatever they are that are unhealed from the past. And I can make a holy offering of them. This is one of the things that I teach in my classes about having an offering practice. And sometimes I talk about placing it on the altar. And I I do have an altar in my home. I have several of them. But uh, in, mentally, it's about placing it on the altar, which to me means giving it to the Holy Spirit for healing and being able to say, I don't know what anything is for, but it it is for my good. And I'd like to see that. I'd like to know that. I'd like to receive the good. I'd like to release the habit of thinking, I know what anything is for. And one of the most critical parts of this is not seeing injustice anywhere. Even though it certainly looks like it, we do not know. If someone in a previous incarnation was a torturer, it might be divine justice that they would have a threat of being tortured. If someone in a previous life, in a a previous incarnation, was a terrorist, it might be divine justice that they would have an experience that feels like attack from a terrorist. We don't know. How can we know until we can see from a fifth dimensional awareness outside of time and space what things are for? So this is where, for me, I must place my faith In love itself. That love is the healer. Love is the redeemer. I'm interested in redemption. So what is redemption? To me, redemption is simply going back to the beginning. Going back to the very beginning of recognizing all are innocent and free. Everything is perfect. And our human experience which is so difficult <laughs> so often and so trying until we get the hang of this love and compassion and gratitude thing. Uh, until then, it's really challenging. And we learn so much. We learn that we so much that we don't even know that we learn about the way the mind works, And how our thoughts come into manifestation. Course in Miracles is about training our mind to interrupt the patterns and the habits that create our suffering. It's about recognizing that all healing, all healing of perceived injustice. Happens at the level of the mind. That's where A Course of Miracles starts. It starts with this basic premise that we can either accept or reject because it's not conditional. And that premise is nothing real can be threatened and nothing unreal exists. So, nothing real can be threatened. So, it can seem like there's a threat of unfairness and injustice. However, we are real because we are love. We are the Holy Son of God. We are that Christ light, and we cannot be threatened. However, in this illusory world of projection and perception, we can make the meaning of it that we're being threatened. We surely can. It can surely seem that way. I know that. That's what my dream was about. And my dream was also about seeing the innocence in my attackers. It's never too late to see the innocence and the perfection in someone. It doesn't matter whether they're still living or not. So... One of the greatest gifts that we can give ourselves is to release this idea that there was any unfairness from our childhood. Because if we're going to be a true Course of Miracles student, we have to know there's no unfairness. There is none. There is no injustice. That's just the story that we made up to somehow make ourselves innocent and others guilty so it's a projection out of this guilt and this world is for us to release this guilt not to project it outward not to put it on someone else that's not healing So we're given this healing opportunity to shift our mind, to shift our awareness into being willing to let go of the meaning that we made of things. What greater gift could we give ourselves this Christmas? What greater gift could we give our family this Christmas than to see that we've never been treated unfairly? We've never been treated unfairly. And everyone is just as innocent as we are. And no one is guilty. That's the greatest gift that we can give. And understandably, most of us might say, well, I don't know how to move into that space. We don't have to know how. This is not our job. Our job is to allow We don't have to know how. We allow. We allow the higher Holy Spirit self. We allow the mighty I am presence of our being. We allow the Christ to reveal itself in our heart and mind by making a holy offering of every block that we have made to love. And if we just start with surrendering any belief that we've ever been treated unfairly. If you are willing to do this, this is forgiveness work. Of course it is. It's releasing the meaning that we've made of things. Remember, if you're interested, at the homepage of jenniferhadley.com, I have a free workshop, How to Get Over It. All the forgiveness tools are there. It's totally free. You can use it all yourself. You can invite a friend and do the workshop together. Lots of ways to go with it. And in doing this, releasing of the meaning that we made of it work, that's what the true forgiveness is. And then we are free to be ourselves, loving, innocent, whole. It's healing to the mind, which is healing to the emotional body, which is healing to the physical body. So many people suffer from depression because, as the Course says, we believe that we're deprived of something that we want, but no one can deprive us of anything that we want except ourselves. We can stop depriving ourselves of being in the free flow of love, which is our healer. This is our divine opportunity. It's available to us now and forever. This is the best gift. You don't have to read A Course of Miracles to practice stopping thinking that you've been treated unfairly and to release the opinions and the judgments about your past. This is the best gift anyone could ever give themselves or anyone else. Let's do it together. Let's make this truly the best Christmas ever by releasing the idea that we've been treated unfairly. Ah, what a blessing. What a blessing. Yes, and remember you can join me in my free class this week, Living Without Fear, Cracking the Code on Spiritual Success. Just register while you're at JenniferHadley.com. And... As we're going into our prayer here, just a reminder that if you enjoy this radio show and you'd like to support it, you can make a tax-deductible contribution to the Power of Love Ministry. Uh, We fund this radio show, and powerofloveministry.net is the place to go. So right now, I'm placing my hand on my heart. I'm so grateful. I'm so thankful. To take this breath, I'm so grateful and so thankful to set myself and all my brothers and sisters free. Seeing the innocence, giving up any idea that I've been treated unfairly. So grateful and so thankful to say yes, to love healing us now. In grace and gratitude, we share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. In gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Yes. Thank you for joining me. I love you. Have a beautiful rest of your week.
0: God bless.
1: Thank you for tuning in to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley.
5: The Voice of an Awakening World.
2: Letting go in the stillness.
0: Author and medium Suzanne Giesman will be live and in person at Unity Village October 7th through the 10th, 2021. With her retreat, Holy You 2 Lucid Living Here and Now. Spend four love-filled days with Suzanne and a community of kindred spirits focused on your wholeness and holiness. This is practical training with tools for your spiritual evolution. Go to unityvillage.org forward slash retreats for more details and registration.